0: Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app, Or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, what's up, Greener Thoughts? I just wanted to check in and just um, ask how you're doing. How's podcasting going and, you know, just central ideas and what um, what's coming up for you. And I just wanted to check in and just, you know, have a conversation with you about if you've listened to my podcast, if you'd like me to listen to yours. Like if we could do basically an, ex- an exchange of re- reviewing, I would love to do that with you and maybe actually come on your show. It just depends. You know, with everyone being at home, quarantining, I just want to have more podcasting in. Thank you so much. Hey, Nyla, my podcasting sister. I'm excited to tell you that I finally relaunched the show. Um, and I hope that you are doing well. I truly do, especially during this crazy time and everything. Um, and yeah, just, um, email me, connect with me. I'm still trying to figure out the whole, um, The whole Discord thing, uh, but I am still poking around in there. But, um, yeah, I miss our chats and everything. So, I really do hope that you're doing well or as well as can be during this crazy time. Um, And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, everyone. So, I just want to give a quick shout-out to... The two podcasters, the anchor podcasters that you were listening to, because there aren't any announcements and I want to give them some love. I listened to them and I love uh, that they went ahead and gave me voice messages. I, I didn't really uh, post them before, but I finally uh, got around to adding them in the episode. I'm so glad that they Uh, you know took the time out to message me it really means a lot and those messages are super special to me I always encourage to you know have uh, engagement and for people to send me how they feel about the podcast or how I'm doing or questions or anything like that. And so I'm glad that uh Truth, the Truth, the Truth Disciple and Logan from his podcast Life of Logan decided to reach out to me. They are great podcasting folks. And so I'm gonna leave their info in the podcast description in the show notes for you all so you can check out their various platforms. And, uh, you know, hopefully getting more voice messages in the future and sending some uh, back. And I will also share a few other voice messages in uh, an upcoming podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. But thank you so much to you both uh, for sending me voice messages. It really means a lot. Next up is the segment Headlines from the Hemispheres. It is about headlines and news from all over the globe and different places. One of the first headlines is about mycoplastics, which we did cover in the previous podcast episode, for those who listened in on that, and I had a fun time talking about it as well. Um, and it talks about respiratory issues and other types of changes in fish associated with microplastics. So, microplastic Fibers Linked to Respiratory Reproductive Changes in Fish and all of these headlines are from Science Daily in the Science News section. So, out of the research, it was done uh, at uh, Duke University and also at uh, Shijang University of Technology in China. I'm probably butchering the name, but just know that the research was done in China and also at Duke University researchers uh, were studying fish and the effects of microplastic um, associated with uh, the fish. And so, there was exposure there and micro uh, fibers um, of the plastic, they do damage. They cause aneurysms, they eroded the surface layers of the fish, causing serious damage to the gills and uh, egg reproduction in the female fish. And they uh, were associated with chemicals in the fibers that kind of disrupted um, endocrine um, uh, processes within the fish. And this is what the uh, study uh, was talking about. The U.S. and Chinese scientists, they found this. And they also found that the microplastic fibers in uh, the gut of the fish, they may release chemical coatings that will end up in the fish's bloodstream. Now, worldwide, sadly, nearly 6 million tons of synthetic fibers like polyester and also polypropylene uh, were produced back in 2016. And a lot of those were from textiles. So, they shed and they end up in the washing cycle um, or even through regular use, sometimes they shed off. And so, a single garment can nearly shed 2,000 microfibers. So, every single wash. This is what... Um, the researchers, one of the studies researchers was uh, pointing out and for those interested in the research and seeing it and reading it, the uh, research team had their research published and its peer reviewed findings um, earlier in 2020 in uh, on March the ninth in the Open Access Journal one that's PLOS1, and it was published in uh, the journal Biology Letters. So, next is about climate change and cancer and the commentary that the American Cancer Society recently did. So, climate change threatens progress in cancer control. This is also found on ScienceDaily.com in the Science News section. And so, yes, the American Cancer Society uh, went about commenting about cancer. And the climate change is really uh, changing the way cancer uh, is even being um, discovered, as in like cancer prevention and even control of cancer. So, It talked about how climate change is increasing exposure to cancer risk factors, Um, it's impacting cancer care, and this was found um, through the American Cancer Society and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. They recommended that it's best to replace animal sources with plant-based foods. um, And then they advised different guidelines for patients and then uh, food services in uh, cancer treatment facilities and that these both would ensure environmental and better health benefits. And the piece, the commentary was in a CA, a cancer journal for clinicians earlier Um, in 2020. And then lastly, the third headline is about plastic bricks from a brand you may know well and it being found in oceans for an extremely long time. Plastic building bricks could survive in oceans for up to 1,300 years, study suggests. So this research was out of the University of Plymouth in Plymouth, England, and a study focused on bricks like Lego bricks and how they washed up on the, the majority or different types of coastlines all along uh, southwest England. And they measured the mass of the bricks, the individual uh, tiny bricks themselves, and uh, also the um, unused pieces, the ones that were broken apart, damaged. They sort of um, aged the blocks and, and found the, the the length of time that they were in the water and um, gathered those and the researchers estimated that those items, those blocks could endure anywhere from a century, so about 100 years or 100 years exactly, to about 1,300 years. That's a long time for the bricks. And uh, the research was published in the journal, Environmental Pollution. So as far as certifications, we all know that they are important. They recognize safety, quality guidelines, sometimes from third-party groups. And they sort of measure... um, uh, importance in our eyes. If something is given a seal or a stamp of approval, it means that it's almost, you know, impeccable in some regards. And, you know, a lot of the times we can understand them better just by visually seeing an image of something being certified. Um, and with food, that's no exception. We all want safe and healthy, quality food uh, that matters. And so I think this episode is really going to be important because there are so many certifications, it can sort of feel daunting to, uh, you know, grapple with, okay, is this, is this um, clear and intentional and do I understand this properly? If I don't, where can I find out that information? This podcast uh, episode is that answer. So uh, for those who uh, know about certifications and maybe are involved in them, then this, you know, episode is one that I think that you'll enjoy. For those who are um, new or maybe skeptical, you know, there are things to learn. I've even learned a few uh things, uh, checking uh, up on some of these certifications and reading about them. Some are familiar to me, some aren't. So even I'm learning some new things as well. Um, But I think it's really important overall, um, especially where we're going to find out what each certification means uh, generally and then which products mostly that they're going to be seen on uh, with few exceptions. So we're going to start off with the national and non-national certifications. So some of these are um, definitely American certifications, some are international and regarded all over the world, and some are region-specific, like to certain countries or like the UK or something of that sort. So the first uh, certification is American Grass-Fed. This means that it was third party verified and it claims and ensures the animals are not eating anything but grass and forage, and they never eat grain, and this is to cover the lifetime of the animals, and they have continuous access to outside pastures. Uh, this also means that growth hormones are strictly forbidden and prohibited, and if the animal becomes sick, for example, and has to take antibiotics, that means that that company or um, farmer, etc., can be taken out of the program because it's violating um, the standards set by the American Grass-Fed Organization. So you're going to normally find their certification, a seal on dairy products, poultry, eggs, and meat. Number two is the uh, seal of the Animal Welfare Approved uh, Group. And so this means that it was definitely third party verified and it's a label that promises that the animals were raised humanely outside of their uh, uh, family farms um, or, you know, whether they're on the pasture range, that sort of uh, place, and that the farmers, uh, veterinarians, researchers, scientists that all uh, sort of culminated and were Uh, grouped together to make this seal, they um, made it with the most stringent uh, requirements uh, possible and this was from the World Society of Protection of Animals. So this is is one of the most toughest uh, seals that you can get and it's pretty, um, you know, to the point, it's pretty strict. So um, you can find it on a few different products, on dairy products, poultry as well, eggs and also meat. Number three is non-GMO project verified, that seal, you may have uh, heard me uh, talk about it in the Eagle Company Spotlight, where I I talk about the different products um, from companies, um, brands that have amazing products, and sometimes they are um, non-GMO project verified. So this seal means that the products have been definitely tested uh, rigorously and have um, uh, upholded standards that avoid GMOs at all costs if they can help it. And with this seal, you can trust that the product um, has some of the highest standards. So um, everything, uh, including testing, traceability, segregation, it's great. Um, you can normally find it on dairy products, produce, coffee, tea, chocolate, um, meat, poultry, eggs, all types of processed uh, products. And number four is USDA Organic. This is also a certification, which you may have uh, heard me uh, say on tons of different um, products in the U.S. Um, or also in um, just a space where Um, You know, these these products are tried and true tested as well, and they do have that seal. They are certified by the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture. And so it's great because it means that it's um, certified first, and also the product has to be at least 95% organic, meaning no pesticides, fertilizers, hormones, antibiotics, radiation, uh, genetic engineering, anything. Uh, None of that has to be used. And also with the products, you'll definitely find them on things like produce, coffee, tea, chocolate, meat, especially um, poultry, eggs, all types of produce, um, all types of processed products as well. So many things in between um, those uh, types of categories. Number 5 is the Food Alliance Certification, and it is also a third-party verified seal. And it means, and it requires that there are no hormones, um, non-therapeutic antibiotics, uh, genetically modified crops, livestock are used, pesticides, um, uh, use for pesticides, it must be reduced. So, um, all of those things considered... And then as far as the food, you can find it on a few different things. Some of what we covered, uh, dairy products, produce, poultry, eggs, meat. Mostly um, the items in this um, listing, uh, in this whole episode, are going to be found on those types of products. On your dairy products, poultry, eggs, meat, produce, um, foods like those. Uh, Number six is the salmon safe seal so it means that the product was produced uh, in a way where um, salmon is normally found in the Pacific Northwest so those rivers are um, mostly um, uh, supposed to be clean and the the native salmon supposed to thrive there so this means that it uh, in the practices of catching the salmon it means limiting pesticides uh, planting riverside trees improving irrigation and all these have to be third party certified and verified and so you're going to find their um, seal on products that you probably wouldn't normally associate with Fish or with salmon, period, like dairy products, produce, poultry, eggs, meat, and also wine, surprisingly. Number seven is the Marine Stewardship Council. Um, certification. This is also a third party certified verification and so it kind of adds more credibility to the phrase wild caught on seafood packaging which we all know can kind of linger and kind of have different definitions or meanings um, or intensity depending on where you are in the country. Um, And so you can trust when you see the Marine Stewardship Council's seal that it's um, definitely sustainable in its um, approach to how the product was captured, the fish, and it's certified and it's credible. So the fish definitely will have to come from a sustainable fishery that's well managed and isn't overfished or dirty or is degraded um, in any way or is environmentally harmful. So you'll find it mostly on fish, uh, other types of seafood products, uh, but mostly on fish. Number eight is the Soil Association Certified Organic Certification, and so it also sets um, strict standards for avoiding pesticides, additives, GMOs, um, harmful chemicals, and also inhumane treatment of animals. And the products are certified by the UK Soil Association. So it's one of the international uh, certifications. And you'll find it on products like coffee, tea, produce, poultry, eggs, meat, and also wine. Number nine is the U.S. Department of Commerce's D- Dolphin Safe uh, seal or certification and it's not third-party verified but it means that either your product means that it um, didn't have any dolphins harmed in the uh, catching uh, of the uh, product so you'll find it on items like tuna number 10 is the rainforest Alliance certified seal and that certification, and you'll you'll see it on tons of products, um, mainly products like coffee and such. And it's pretty recognizable, green with the frog on it. Um, pretty uh, known all around the world, especially. Um, and so it means that um, it kind of sets the highest standards for wildlife conservation, worker welfare, and they're protected and they're safe. And it benefits local communities. There's so much information about it, it's been a long-standing SEAL certification. It also means that the farmers uh, can use pesticides technically, but the amount and types are strictly controlled and those are continually uh, reduced. And so you can find them on tons of products, uh, namely coffee, tea, and also chocolate. Number eleven is the fair trade certified uh, certification. So this is great because farmers they are um, meaning they are in um, great um, work environments. They're safe. They have living wages. Um, Their prices are fair and consistent, especially with their crops. Um, they invest in their businesses, community projects. They have a lot of freedom and say in how they farm and how much uh, money they are supposed to get. There's a, a rate that it can't go under uh, when it comes to uh, fair trade farmers. And uh, with farming, pesticides and GMOs are strictly forbidden and prohibited. So, you can find their uh, seal, the seal on coffee, tea, chocolate, fruit like bananas, um, wine, sugar, rice, and also vanilla. Number 12 is bird friendly. Now, that um, certification, that seal, um, it was developed by the Smithsonian Migratory Bird Center, which I didn't know, I, I recently found out. And it's verified by a third party tester. And it ensures that with coffee beans that they are 100% organic and also shade grown under a rainforest canopy. It's been a long standing um, certification and definitely um, you'll find it on products like coffee. Number 13 is the Fair Trade Federation, which is a bit different than the other Fair Trade certification I mentioned. And so it is screened extensively by a member of the Fair Trade Federation, whichever product um, has the labeling on it. And they're committed to Fair Trade principles, which are pretty um, universal, like um, ones of fair, equitable, safe working conditions, children's rights, fair wages, practicing environmental stewardship, and respecting cultural identity. You'll find their seal uh, certification on products like coffee, tea, chocolate, wine, poultry, eggs, dairy, meat, and tons more. Number 14, we're almost wrapping up here, are the um, other few um, certifications. Um, and names, um, well, they're out, they're just the labeling, I guess you could say, on a different product. So, Free Range is one of them, number 14. Um, and so you'll see it, um, mainly on or attached to, um, products like eggs or beef, but it has little meaning only because when the USDA, um, defines it, it relates to chicken and only, um about the, um, access or outdoor access that they're limited to, which is like five minutes a day at the least. And so you'll see it mostly on items that have to do with, um, chicken. So poultry, meat, um, and eggs. Number number 15 is, um, no antibiotics added and same thing. It is a USDA related term. Um, so it kind of, Um, is associated with uh, animals, you know, like uh, beef, for example, um, chicken also. So it means that documentation has to be proved um, and sent in proving that the animals weren't raised with um, antibiotics. And you can find it labeled on meat and poultry. And then lastly, number 16 is no hormones administered, which also is a USDA related term. And it has to be approved only um, with beef products Uh, They have documentation proving that throughout the life of the cow, there were no hormones um, given to it. And so you'll see it, of course, on beef products. were only a few of the certifications that I uh, didn't really hear of before, um, especially um, on products that I, you know, use or cook with. Um, bird-friendly, you know, seeing that certification, never heard of it before, but um, for those who love birds, you probably have known about it or even love coffee, um, probably have maybe heard about it maybe once or twice, but it's been a long-standing cert um animal welfare approved american grass-fed um i didn't know about the soil association certified organic uh certification and especially being uh it being uk based and then the other um usda certifications or at least words to look for they're not really set in stone but it's used within the agency um because you know they just recognize that food has to be um you know this way but it's not um set in stone to you know third party um verifiers like this these these are labels that kind of get thrown around and you know don't mean so much you know the fact that with free range Um, or free-roaming chickens, the fact that they can have limited access outside and still claim to be free-range is a a big issue because you want your chickens to be healthy, to be happy, to not be stressed, and to have uh, feed outdoors and to not be, you know, uh, having their beaks burned or their, you know, uh, feathers plucked off and in dangerous conditions um, because that's not free-range. That's not uh, honestly free-range at all. Um and so um with those um labels you'll see them definitely on food but be careful because they may not be you know free range or antibiotic free or hormone free unless it's USDA organic you know you can trust that that product is organic um but to the other labels um you know you're going to have to play it by ear um or always you know go local Local is best if you want the best, uh, most quality meat, um, and you know checking your your farmers, you know getting that rapport with them. I did a podcast episode about, um, you know, tapping into local farmers markets, doing seasonal items, uh, going um, at, at at peak times during the year, and then uh, hopefully getting discounted items or. You know, checking out the ugly bins, or disconnecting with a um a farmers association or a group, uh, a, a cooperative, or another system where you can get uh, access to good food and it not cost you an arm and a leg. Um, you know, with uh, beef and the no hormones administered label, uh, again, there has to be documentation. Um that you, that the farmers send um, and it's provided to the, uh, USDA. And when it comes to, you know, who's producing the meat, um, showing that there, no, there have been no hormones added in the raising of the animals, which means that the length of time it takes to raise the cow, okay, no hormones have to be, you know, used in the raising of it, but how, but how about afterwards, you know, that is something to consider as well. Um, with the fair trade certifications I'm learning more and more about fair trade and I, I do love the the um, messaging I do love the opportunity I love the power of fair trade but I, I don't appreciate um, how not all farmers are given a fair chance um, I don't uh, appreciate how many um, different uh, fair trade organizations and associations that there are, but they're they're not prioritizing the farmers like I I would think that they would. Um, as much money is is pumped into those organizations, you know there are there are fees that farmers have to pay annually just to keep up their certification. Um, and then the percentage of money that actually goes to them after you purchase a fair trade product um, isn't a lot. And so I I want to. Um, I want to do a fair trade episode, I'm not sure when, but I do want to do that, read up on the topic, watch more videos, um, read more articles, maybe gather some research pieces, who knows, I may just gather what I can find and start from there and not necessarily look for um, a a bit of a news piece about it because there's so much information on it, but I do want to uh, talk about that. Um, primarily because it's a, it's an environmental topic, but also it is one, um, that has some good and bad parts to it. And a lot of people say, and, you know, um, are really serious that fair trade is not fair. So maybe that can be, you know, an issue, uh, to bring up and talk about in depth and, you know, purchasing products, you know, um, my experience with that and just, diving into fair trade, um, deeper than the surface. So I enjoyed this podcast episode. I enjoyed, um, learning about the different ones I hadn't before the power of them and the other, um, labels that aren't necessarily certifications like the USDA, uh, ones that we mentioned, some of the ones that we mentioned um, and so I really hope that you enjoyed this as well. We're going to get into uh, quickly the resources for all of the certifications where you can find out more about them all in the next segment. The Mother Earth Minute is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. Uh, There wasn't really much to necessarily combat um, with this episode, but um, to break down uh, the resources, information, uh, updates... Um, there are different product lists, videos, and so much more all on these websites I'm going to break down because I know you must be fiending to figure out where all this information is, how to learn more about certifications, product examples, where to buy products, um, all of that information is on the following websites and I've done the liberty of finding them all and making sure that they're accurate and updated and everything I'm going to provide the websites. So all the resources on the following ones, and there are a few of them. So we're going to start with the first one, which is American Grass-Fed, and so you can find out more information at www.americangrassfed.org. Next number two is the Animal Welfare Approved, and that is found at agreenerworld.org number three is the non-gmo project verified certification you can find it at non projectorg number four is the usda organic symbol and you can learn more about that at uh, www.usda.gov forward slash topics forward slash organic number five is the Food Alliance Certified Symbol and Certification. You can find out more about it on foodalliance.org forward slash operations. Number six is Salmon Safe, and you can learn more about that seal on salmonsafe.org. Number seven is Marine Stewardship Council. You can find out all the information about it at www.msc.org. Number 8 is the Soil Association Certified Organic uh, website, and they are at the following website at www.soilassociation.org. Number 9 is the Dolphin Safe Seal from the U.S. Department of Commerce. Um, Also, you can find it at NOAA as well at www.fisheries.noaa.gov and then search Dolphin Safe. Number 10 is the Rainforest Alliance Certified Symbol. You can learn about it at www.rainforest-alliance.org Number 11 is the Fair Trade Certified Seal and that's at www.fairtradecertified.org Number 12 is Bird Friendly. And you can find it at nationalzoo.si.edu and then search bird friendly coffee. It has all the types of coffee you can find, about uh, more than 10 plus pages worth of coffee. So, for all those who love coffee, you will love uh, that page. Number 13 is also a fair trade uh, site, Fair Trade Federation at www.fairtradefederation.org and then the rest are the uh, labels from the usda as well Uh, you can find them all number 14 15 and 16. free range no antibiotics added and no hormones administered at www.fsis.usda.gov and then search meat and poultry Labeling terms. The eagle fact of the day is that the temperature in Antarctica hits a record 69 degrees Fahrenheit. An iceberg twice the size of Washington D.C. calves off a glacier there. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2020 issue. We've reached the Eco Company spotlight in the Greener Thoughts program, and so this is a fun time where we can talk about products and services from different brands, companies that are doing A1 things when it comes to the environment. Um, whether it's their amazing products, services I've tried. I uh, love, you know, sharing all this information here. If you have a product or service you want me to know about, let me know. You know how via voice message or email at greenandthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to jump into one of the latest companies, an amazing brand um, called Delicious and you may have seen it at stores, definitely, and it being under Da Organic. So it was created through founder JD uh, Sethi. And partner Ajit Burns. And it's amazing because they wanted to create something rich in texture and richer in culture and wanted to celebrate Indian food, culinary customs, wellness. So they created Dalicious. And it's uh, amazing because it has, um, you know, delicious uh, nutritional uh, cold. Uh, slow-cultured creamery lassie uh, as its focus and they wanted to to do that and so it's one of the world's finest organic yogurts and its goodness in every spoonful and it's amazing. As far as its commitment to sustainability, I love it because the DAW organic uh, products themselves, they are made from um, grass-fed cows Uh, It is gluten-free, kosher certified, uh, non-GMO, plant-based, USDA certified organic as well. And some of the products are vegan and they all have recyclable packaging. So I love it. They have tons of products, definitely in three different kinds. They have their Lassie, they have their almond yogurt, and they have their dahi or um, daha. Uh, dahi yogurt and uh, with their lassi it's definitely a rich and creamy slow cultured yogurt drink they um, have the alfonso mango lassi the field strawberry lassi the plain lassi the wild blueberry lassi and the golden milk lassi they have their almond yogurt which is also in flavors um, of Alfonso Mango Almond Yogurt, Field Strawberry Almond Yogurt, while Blueberry Almond Yogurt, Madagascar Vanilla Almond Yogurt, and Plain Almond Yogurt. And they have their Dahi Yogurt, which is in both their Dahi uh, Whole Milk Yogurt and their Dahi uh, Low Fat uh, Plain Yogurt. My experience... Of the uh, uh Dal Organic products, uh, I love their 22 ounces that they have. That's the biggest drinkable yogurt I've ever had in my life. And I loved it, loved it um, when I had it. And I want to get it again. Uh, if I could drink that drinkable yogurt and that be one of the only drinkable yogurts in my life, I wouldn't be mad. Um, I love that the taste is one of a kind, it's definitely slurp-worthy. could be a meal in itself you will probably get full off of it um, especially drinking 22 ounces i didn't drink it all in one sitting um but it is one of the tastiest yogurt drinks i've ever had even if it was probably um just the the spooning yogurt i would be satisfied as well um they also have the different flavors so you can go crazy with them you know the blueberry um, the strawberry kind regular plain they have different flavors you will not be disappointed um and now that i know where i can get uh the yogurt, um, I will forever buy it. I am a, a customer for life. Had it once. Want to have it more. Um, and it's great. It's great with fruit. You can have it by itself with granola. Um, you can have it with uh, different lunch options for dinner. Maybe a um, dessert. Mix it in with a dessert. Be a little bit creative with that. There's definitely recipes online. Or if you happen to be East Indian, you know what to do. Um, if you're really experienced with cooking cultural dishes, if not, well, then Lassie is where it's at. And that is where you should experiment with it, you know, and ask around. Um, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's a brilliant food, um, a brilliant beverage you can have as a beverage as well. Um, definitely five out of five, if I could, six out of five green thumbs up, um, uh, which I know is physically impossible um, but nonetheless I give it tons of thumbs thumbs up. Um, the packaging is amazing it's beautiful and it's it's pretty it is recyclable um, but it's 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 pretty because um, of the way that it's assembled and it looks like they put thought and care into it. Um, the pricing is affordable and you can find it at a range of different places What I'll get which I'll get into in just a bit. So with uh, Dollicious, their products can be found few places, definitely um, in stores. Um, You can find information about their goods online, though, at their website, Dollicious, D-A-H-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com. You can find them um, at Streets Market, Walmart Supercenter, Whole Foods Market, Wegmans, Yes, Organic Market and other fine stores in the U.S. And you can find Dollicious um, on, the, on several different uh, social media platforms, like Facebook at Dollicious, Instagram at Dollicious, all lowercase, and definitely that's all one word. LinkedIn, same thing, Dollicious, D-A-H-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. And they're also on Pinterest at uh, Dollicious as well. And to contact Dollicious, all you have to do is go to their website, d-a-h-l-i-c-i-o-u-s dot com, and then go to Find Us at the top or bottom of their website to message them directly. So we've reached the end of the episode and I know it was a a great long one and really, really packed with all types of info. Uh, I learned definitely plenty uh, researching the episode and coming together with all the resources. Um, I really hope that next time you shop around that you're able to identify these uh, certifications and these, these different labels. And, you know, and if you do and you recognize them and you learn plenty about um, all of them with this podcast episode, you know, I did what I was set out to do and I accomplished it. And I'm really happy about that. I want to thank you for listening in, for coming back, for sharing the podcast as well, for rating the podcast. I love that you all have done that. I love you all. Um, I want you to, you know, celebrate in um, what you've learned and to always, you know, uh, be a champion for greener thoughts. It, you know, means so much. Uh, always supporting every little bit, every big bit uh, means so much, you know, always coming back, you know, for, um, you know, more information and sharing it. It it makes me, um, you know, really smile and love that I'm able to share this. Um Good information here, and learn some things as well and you know I love that, so thank you so so much um be sure to please come back for uh more episodes in the future as well um but always just know to take care of yourselves and to also please take care of the planet. It's the only one we have uh that we're on the big blue the big blue. Uh, beautiful planet that we're on. Uh, Thank you uh, so, so much and you all be well and take care. Bye.